First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoika, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast, Pot of the Everyman. We are you, you are one of us, we're just two regular guys out here, slanging it on the reel, giving you what you like on the sports, giving what you like on the shows and movies. I'm Jordan, here with Drew. Drew, what is up, brother? Slinging it on the reel, do you, uh... Did you watch some YouTube videos for like hip language to come up with that one, or I've been saying this for weeks now. Are you that are you part really slanging it on the reel? I yeah. just kind of I just kind of fast forward you when you talk when I re-listen <laughs> to the pod. I really don't kind of listen to what you have to say. Wow. So wow. But uh, uh it's awesome, man. We got a we got a big a big uh big three B's week here, man. I'm excited. Three Bo- B's: boxing, basketball, and booze. Oh, I thought it was baseball was the other one. No, no, no. And booze, because Halloween is my happy... Uh, oh, that type of booze. Halloween is my uh, my favorite um, holiday. I, I thought like you meant booze like as an alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So really, I guess it's the four Bs. <laughs> Technically, usually it's five for me. But, you know, Applebee's. How about the Applebee's? With, uh, that was, you were good. I was, you know, was re-listening. You were, you were really good on the Applebee's. Uh, that song. It was that, did that song come out? But like on the radio, and then they used it for Applebee's, or did Applebee's pay them to make that song? Do you know? The, uh, uh... I think, no, he just made that song, and and then, then Applebee's was like, "Shit, no one even knows we exist anymore. We should capitalize on this." <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least that's good marketing. We're gonna so. kick TGI Friday's ass. They're they're light years away, away or light years ahead of Under Armour. That's for sure. Oh on how to gosh. market and advertise. Well, hey, um, before we uh, do the two Bruce salute, um. Just want to say that we have a guest with us this week, a repeat guest, our only female, our female guest. She's, guest. Back. She's back, Mia White. Mia White. Welcome, Welcome back, back to the Two Brew Nation. Hi, gentlemen. How are you? Good. 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 Um, Glad I, to be I, here again. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, we yeah. love having you. She, she's going to be our big star in beer, too. So without further ado, let's assume positions for the Two Brew salute on beer one. Ready? Alrighty. Three, two, one. Uh, okay, Drew, I'm getting squirrely here. Squirreled up, baby. Um, so everybody knows Yingling, right? Drew, you know Yingling. Sure. Yingling, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a it's like a malt brownie type of it's beer. Like, it's like a it's like a Miller. Okay. Well, uh, ish. It's a little bit more brown, but I mean, it's but, like a generic. It's a generic beer. Yeah. Yes, yes. But they made an even more generic beer. So they they've been starting to do different stuff here, and I got a Yingling Golden Pilsner, which is not typical. And the guy uh, at the beer distributor did not give it a ringing endorsement. So here we go. So you decided to buy it anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's just as good or better than Miller Lite, and Miller Lite's a Pilsner. I like it. Screw is these that, people is that who true? don't like it. Is that true? Miller Lite's a Pilsner. Yeah, it's an American Pilsner. Oh wow! Whereas, like a like Bud Light is like a lager, and Miller's a Pilsner. Yeah. So yeah. Pilsner's not just a different kind of IPA. <laughs> one day, one day we're actually gonna do a podcast where we actually like, about talk, about we, beer. Yeah, actually? we actually do it about beer, and, and I can <laughs> I can learn these things. Wow! I'm, I mean, I'm still my mind's still blown over this whole Oktoberfest sham. 
So they've been, they've been. Sam, Sam Adams, Adams has been hey, lying. Hey, Mia went to Oktoberfest. Yeah, that that perfect segue. That was so mind blowing. Sam Adams has been lying to me for decades. I don't think they've been lying. I don't think they ever claimed to be the, the owner October. of October. Those those yeah. commer- those commercials also, are very misleading. No, not really. And also, anyone who knows anything about anything knows that Oktoberfest is an actual festival in Germany. But hey. Well, I know very little about little about little. I know. Look, that's why we don't have a (laughs) podcast about Germany or traveling or anything else. Listen, if it's if it's if it's not guessing the over under in rounds and boxing fights, like I'm I'm worthless. I know. You're right. I'll make the travel spin off of the two beers pod. All right. Yeah. Hey, we're listen. We're gonna have plenty of umbrella podcasts in the future. So it's gonna be so great. Make the list. Make the list. Okay, so on that note, um, let's get down to brass tacks. Oh wait, Drew, what are you I was, drinking? I was, I was, uh, drinking? I was hoping you were gonna go, and I was gonna have to stop your tracks again and be like, "What are you doing, bro?" Sorry, I got carried away. What What are you drinking? Uh, well, since uh, I wasn't gonna have a have a brewski because I was feeling a little under the weather, but since our boy Teddy still has not mailed me uh, some of that fine Greek Mountain tea that he uh, he raves about, uh, I figure might as well just keep it keep it rolling and. Uh, you know me, baby. Southern tier, Pum King. King. The King has returned. Always, always. I gotta, I gotta buy this Nitro brand of this now because my buddy keeps telling me that it's like fantastic. I'm scared. I, I can't imagine like what this is gonna do. Yeah, I don't know. So, go on, go on. All Cele- right. Celebrate me getting off the Schneid. Yes, you, you got. Although. <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, let's just let's just get into the fight. Actually, Shakur, Shakur, wow, 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 wow. wow. He came out and looked be- way better than expected. Now we all expected him to control the fight. Um, we expected him to kind of play off of his back foot and kind of just play defense, and he did that a lot. But he also played a lot of offense. Yeah. Like, way more than we expected. Game forward was definitely the aggressor. He absolutely disarmed and dismantled Jamel Herring. Like, took away anything that Jamel Herring tried to do. He won every round. They ended up stopping it in... What what round was it, Drew? Uh, The 10th. 10th 10th. round, yeah. Because the over-under was 10.5, so it hit the under. Um, Like, which was pretty much the right call i mean you could argue like hey let him finish out the next two but like he was getting his ass kicked jamel was basically a lion going into the water against just a a family of of uh of tuna tuna yeah he was outgunned and outmanned yep they had a whole breathing apparatus made of kelp yeah i mean uh... they're not gonna make it days at a time but hour hour 45 no problem yeah, I mean Shakur. Yeah, I mean Shakur was sensational in the fight. Um, I think on the judges, only one judge gave one round to Herring, so the other two judges had Shakur winning every single round. Uh, he, I mean, he's he's gone now forty four straight rounds, outlanding his opponents, and almost that streak almost broke in the first round. Uh, I think he just he just got uh, Jamel by one round. Uh, it seemed like I mean I don't know. It's you know it's hard to tell because I mean I think Herring. I think Herring obviously knows how good Shakur is. I think he knew, you know, going into it, it was going to be 
a tough a tough fight. Um, and one, you know, I think he wanted the Valdez fight because I think you know just to get a bigger that would have been a bigger payday and maybe a little bit more stylistically favorable to him. But you know he wasn't going to back down from the from the from the WBO mandate. Uh, I don't know if they if they just prepared to be fighting off Shakur to be fighting off the back foot because he just. He just looked lost when Shakur was coming forward. Yeah, he did. It was it was like they just didn't have a plan for when he did, or you know, or he just wasn't executing his game plan. Maybe the moment got a little too big for him, and he just got in his head that you know, knowing he maybe he just overthought it because he just knows how technically sound Shakur is. But yeah, I mean, he like you know, Shakur was looking like the bigger fighter, like the more you know, the the longer Everything. fighter. Yeah, and it's and that's just not. <laughs> he looked. You know, he looked. He looked taller, even though he wasn't. He looked bigger, stronger. Faster, yeah, than Jamel did. So it was. So it was odd. Like, I, and again, I just don't know. You know, I think like Bo, when they talked to Bo Mac after the fight, you know, he said, you know, we, you know, we didn't expect him to be as aggressive. So he, you know, Shakur executed a game plan. So uh, to me, I, I just wondered, did they just fully expect him? to fight off the back foot like i i expected him to do and that was kind of how they how they planned to fight him and when when it didn't go that way you know herring wasn't wasn't able to adjust so um i was i finally got a a winner in a championship fight right which is great i'm gonna i'm gonna take that to the bank uh i was completely wrong in how i thought he would do it the only thing i was i was right on is how the fight played out was that herring there was a good chance that herring might get cut uh on the yeah. right, on his right side because you know he has been known to get cuts and that's ultimately what what stopped the fight. It was a weird stoppage. It, it probably was the right decision because there was no way. I mean, he was so far behind on the cards. There really was no point of um, letting it go, and he just he didn't seem like he was you know going to be able to even catch Shakur uh, with a hard enough shot to to stop him. So uh, no problem with the stoppage. It was just it was very awkward when the yeah, referee it did was weird it, timing uh, at that point it, in the fight. But like. He was he looked old and just getting his ass kicked, and he did, which he is did. which was a shame. Um, I was just disappointed that he didn't say like again, like kind of throw boxing out the window and just make it a fight, and like yeah. which is what I expect Sean Porter to do versus Terrence Crawford in a couple weeks. Yeah, and he tried to do and like the fifth and sixth round, but not he tried, he but tried not to like, muck it up a little bit. But well, just not, it but, just was It was too late, and it just wasn't enough. Like traditionally, muck it up. But I'm talking about pull like a rolly and just kind of like, <laughs> like run at the guy. Can we not do that? God, are we gonna? <laughs> I'm saying just like, like run a circle around him. Like do something different. Like yeah. like actually get on your toes and like come at him with your forearms. Like do you got like do something crazier just to throw him off. Like throw him off his rhythm. And then yeah. like bear hug him and and whip him around like yeah, pu- you know, it, push it him may, like. And do for all we know, different. like he like there were times in the fight maybe he wanted to, but it just speaks to the greatness he couldn't of get Sha- close to him. Yeah, it just, yeah, it just, yeah. It just talks to how great Shakur is, and yeah. you know people that listen might think we were you know down on Shakur. It's just you know we just again we you know we've cheered for him in literally every fight he's fought in. You know we've raved about him. You know our thing was just that we didn't like the way we just didn't like his response to the last fight. Just that oh he you know he. He was avoiding the guy because he didn't like, you know, that he got hit. And it just seemed, it just, it was just off-putting and like, you know, not a Shakur we're used to hearing. And then like the social media nonsense that he was kind of getting into. But, um, you know, we're big Shakur fans, you know, good for him. He wins, 
he wins. He's now a two division champion at the age of 24, which is awesome. Uh, and now the, the table's set. Quite, you know, quite frankly, probably a future number one pound for pound guy. Yeah, I mean, at, he, at some point I, in the next ten I, years, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he knocks like Lomachenko off the list. Come, uh, I well, I guess they might already be up. I think they vote on Tuesdays. Uh, I don't know if it's once a month or every week, but uh, often they may be waiting since uh, there's a lot of fights coming up here. But yeah. he may get on there now. He'll definitely get uh, a lot of votes. I don't know who will come off, but. You know the the now it's the fight set. Uh, they have Valdez. You know he just fought in September. After his fight, he said, you know, he would take the winner of Herring and and Stevenson. Now we got Stevenson with the winner. Uh, zero reason for this not to be made by top rank. You know, for May or June. You know, I guess you give you know Shakur. Shakur usually doesn't need a lot of time off in between camps, so. Valdez, you know, he'll have some stuff he needs to he needs to work out, but you know, this should be a spring fight that we're we're getting pumped to, pumped to have. They should have it in somewhere in Houston, um somewhere where they're going to get a big crowd, not Houston, but you know what I mean, Texas. Um Yeah, it should be and this should be great. If I'll tell you Val, I if Valdez doesn't take this fight, I, 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 we may just start calling this the "We Hate Out Oscar Valdez" podcast because uh, <laughs> I'll be so off that guy's bandwagon. Um, like, because now the him ducking Shakur will be apparent. If not, even even if they put Navarrete and Valdez together next, which I, I don't, I don't know why they would top rank would do that. Um, other than to just keep Valdez from fighting Shakur. You know, there's a lot of people talking about Tank and Shakur. Like, that's not happening anytime soon. They're not even in the same no. division. That Like, Shakur was talking about Lomachenko before the fight and after. It's like, he's not, he's at 135. He's not coming down to 130 unless it's to fight a unified champion. Like, that doesn't make any sense for him. I didn't, as much as I always love Andre Ward, I didn't like that he was insinuating that because Lomachenko has been in the ring with Stevenson that, like, he wouldn't want to get back in there. Like, Lomachenko doesn't duck anybody. So, like, I, that was one of the few times I was like, hey, Andre, why don't you slow down there, pal? Um, yeah. So we'll see, like I said, 130. Top rank owns 130. Um, outside of uh, Colbert, there's nobody. Not Colbert. Uh, uh, um, maybe it is Colbert. Anyway. Yeah, yeah Colbert is Colbert. Outside yeah, Steve, of him, Steve there's Colbert, really, like, I don't Steve consider. Colbert Figueroa, which is coming up here in November, right? Uh, that's Fulton Figueroa. They're 122. Oh, 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 the, the, oh, those guys bad. are 122. My bad. Uh, that's that's why I always get Colbert and and, uh, and yeah and yeah Fulton me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and confused, mixed up, but uh, yeah, like outside outside of him, like they've got 130 rap. So let's get some fight. Even I mean, again, Burchelts, he's posted on Instagram every day. Let's get this guy a fight now. Soon, uh, it's been too long. Got to got to get him back in the ring. So yeah. it was a good weekend. Like I said, they got, I think they peaked at one, like 1. 1.2, 1.3 million viewers, uh, which was a big number. Uh, it was the most watched on ESPN. I think of the last year. I don't, I couldn't I don't find know. it. I, I didn't read that. I don't know. I couldn't find it. Well, I tweeted it. Somehow, for some reason, Lomachenko uh, Nakatani was not included, maybe because that was on ESPN plus, but uh yeah so it was i mean it, it got a lot of attention some of that might have been from nikolai um nikolai but I, I i doubt that people were really tuning in for that so but yeah, yeah i think I, I don't know, gonna, looked awesome too by the way i love xander and the, uh 
He he. Age, well, now 19, well now it's not going to so happen polished. because he 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 said December 11th out loud. So now we know December. Now we know he'll some something will keep him from being at the garden with us. Just like Berlanga. As soon yeah. as Berlanga talked December 11th, he tore his bicep. So yeah, I love Xander Zayas. He stopped the guy who's never been stopped before in four rounds. The uh, the pride of Pittsburgh or whatever the hell his nickname was. Oh my gosh, yeah, the guy from from my neck of the woods, Southwest PA. Mia, this guy was from like Albert Gallatin, and. Uh, he just, oh, he, wow. just went, he just went he just went out there, <laughs> out there which i mean he was tough he had never been stopped before but like yeah. was way out of his class clearly they haven't met the menace of manessin yet so if you want to if you really want to like, fight the heart of uh of, of pittsburgh of southwest pa that's yeah. that's yeah you gotta get the menace of manessin in the ring yeah so but yeah i mean i don't know you have, I don't, you have anything else on saturday no. night's fight no, no, no that, that's it um and then coming up here we just wanted to say real quick um Boots Innis, uh, free Ooh, on another six Bs. Oh yeah, another one. Boots, not boots. boots. Um, the pride of Philadelphia on uh, on Showtime for free on Saturday night. Um, he's not. It, it's no big fight, but he is awesome to watch. Yeah, he, he is. It's a stay he's, busy he's, fight. He's polished. He's quick. He's powerful. And I, on the Porter Way podcast, Drew, they were calling him their number one guy at twenty five under twenty five. ESPN had him at number seven, and they were like, "Yeah, he's probably." Oh, I was. Like we were. One. I was. I was on the Twitter handle shitting on uh, on, on that, that list, list for boots. But not like I, to I have put him at number one, though. dude. To have to have Jester Ryan uh, ahead of him is ridiculous. Like that to me, that's that's just like yeah, that's absurd. Uh, yeah. I was. I was like Benavides. I get okay. Like he, you know, he's a multi-time champion. Um, you know, I have my own issues with him, but like you're gonna have Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney over boot. Like, come on, get out of here. Uh, some people are like, oh, he doesn't have a world title. It's like, okay, well, who's P- who's he's with PBC? Like, who's PBC putting in the ring with him since they own 147? You think they're putting Arrow Spence in the ring with that guy? No way, man. Yeah, he's awesome. That's I I I, I got to listen to the Porter way for this week, but I'm I'm glad they uh they have him up there. It'll it'll be interesting. See that the problem that's the problem with him and Virgil Ortiz that there's just not a lot of options because who's Who's going to get in the ring with those guys unless they're mandated to do so? Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's it's low risk. It might not be a huge payday. But yeah, Boots is Boots is fast. He hits hard. Um, you know, not not just on his bandwagon because he's because he's fighting out of Philly. He's just he's, he's, he's awesome. Yeah, he's the real deal. So again, this is a stay busy fight for him just because another a big fight couldn't come through. His I, last guy he fought was Lippinets, and yeah. Lippinets was supposed to give him a fight, and he dominated and embarrassed him and knocked him out in four rounds. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, it'll, ne- it'll never happen because Golden Boy will never do it. But God, if the next fight was Virgil Ortiz versus Boots, whew, oh God, that would, I, be- that, that might be one we may have to, we might have to travel for. They would have to. Oh, they should do a trilogy on that. Oof, so good, but they'll never do they're it. Too, they're too young, and there's too yeah, much. Yeah, which at is this just point. stupid. Yeah, that's the the bad side of being a boxing fan. Yeah. Okay. So, Canelo um, next week, though. It's here. Well, our our preview will be next week. Canelo Plant. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. the fight's next week. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, just to get it. Get yeah, a week and excited. a half. Week undisputed. Yeah. First time ever. One sixty-eight. Oh, nipples are getting hard. Love that. Love love that word. Undisputed. Oh man. I you ever see you... that movie? Wesley Snipes and Ving Rames? Yes. Yes. I, I think so. Under they're in they're, they're in jail. They're in jail. Fighting. Oh yes, that movie was so good. So good. So good. We're so gonna have to review good. That. We're gonna have to review that for the pod one of these times. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it next. Maybe we'll do it the week after to when we talk about Undisputed. Oh, that, that's a great idea. I, God, I love I'm you. So good. So good. I'm not even feeling well, and I'm carrying this thing. Come on, baby, step it up. I mean, I feel like I'm contributing equally. I, you just, but you did. That was a good one, though. <laughs> oh man. Uh, speaking of contributing equally, um, real quick, on, I'm gonna just touch on the World Series here. Uh, the 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 Drew Hate Bowl, as oh, we'll gosh. call it. Um, the Astros are up here seven two in the seventh. Uh, there looks like they're about to put more on actually, but uh, so it looks like it's gonna be one one. Charlie Morton broke his shin. That was crazy. Um, I just want somebody to get a stolen base so I get a free taco at Taco Bell. <laughs> is that what happened today? Stolen, they stolen they got a stolen base. I, I assume it's any game in the World Series. I, I forget the promotion, but um, I love me some Taco Bell. Um, but you know what? I had a revelation. I just wanted to say that, like, well, number one, I don't hate Atlanta like you do. Um, number well, I mean, two, you're not. A fil- you're not. A, you're yeah. Your team. Yeah. Your favorite team isn't in the NLE, so I wouldn't expect you to. Number two, um, like. Charlie Morton just seems to always be in the World Series now, no matter what. So that's wild. Um, but um, also, but... Um, like, I don't think I hate Houston anymore. Like, I, I like they were a big sack of cheaters with all that garbage stuff, and not even the garbage cans. I don't even care about stealing signs. It's the using the camera to do it, which is just BS. Because everybody always tries to steal signs. That's why they have signs. Um, but. The thing about it is, like, someone brought this to my attention. They've been in the ALCS for five straight years, and they've been to three out of the last five World Series. Like, that's more than just banging a couple garbage cans together. Like, let's let's be real. Like, that's freaking AL dominance. That's pretty awesome. And just when, like, they lose a guy like, um, uh, oh, what's it? Yeah, Springer to go up to Toronto. Like, they backfill him with Kyle Tucker, who was just a monster. <laughs> like... Uh, they're they're incredible. Like, well, that's why it's what, like, what, what an organization. That that that's why it's unfortunate because like you didn't need to do that. Like you had yeah. you had so much talent. Like you don't need you know like just trust your guys. What what do you what do you need to to do something? Yeah, it's just stupid. They're yeah. cheaters. The Braves are a bunch of losers. The Dodgers, <laughs> Dodgers proved that the bubble, the bubble once again just, just a Fugazi, Fugazi championship. championship. Well, I just want to say, hold on. I just have to say real quick about Charlie Morton that um, he's actually like a great human being. And so I I appreciate the good karma that he has for being able to go to the World Series. Do you want to elaborate on that some? Yeah. So this is just one small story. So when I, I worked for the Pirates when he was there, I was carrying these huge boxes through the tunnel and he happened to be there. Uh, but this was right after he, I think he had Tommy John. Is that right? Um, Probably. He had some surgery and his whole arm was in a full cast. And so I was carrying these boxes and he sees me and he sprinted down the tunnel just to open <laughs> the door for me. And then was like, can I carry those for you? Where, like, where can I take these? Meanwhile, first of all, I'm going up to like the area where the fans are, where <laughs> he will definitely be seen. So I'm like, well, I have to go out, you know, into the stadium. And he's like, can, can please just let me carry them. I'm like, as much as I appreciate this offer, your entire arm is in a cast. Like, <laughs> I, I, I got this. But, like, I appreciate you just sprinting to even open the door. Even that was just very nice and not something that happens all the time, you know, when you just run into players in the tunnel. So yeah, I, it awesome. was just a small, like, a little thing. But obviously it stuck with me. So That's a cool story. Yeah. Um, 
can you imagine if you were like, oh, thank you, and he like snapped his arm again, like <laughs> the other arm goes. Oh, he's bad. <laughs> Push his comeback's <laughs> six months behind. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Does everybody that leaves leaves the Pirates just automatically make one yes. series? Get better. Is that yeah. just like. <laughs> That's just, like the right, that's just the rite of passage. You have to you have to just bear it out at the Pirates, and then you can go to the World Series. Yes, that's okay. exactly what happens. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't re- I didn't realize Morton was on the Pirates. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he he came was, over he in a over. trade from. Um, oh, I'm gonna mess this up. Oh, um, did he come over in a trade from Atlanta when they when they when they, they, they traded him Nate McClough? Was that it? Uh, I, uh, I honestly, so. I was so invested in the pirates, and I, like the hate has grown so much that I've just erased so much of it from my memory. But I, I think that was it. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, that being said, Drew, let's get to our NFL Week Eight picks. The guillotine. We survived. We lived to tell. It was get. It got. It got shaky. Uh... It, it was getting dicey. <laughs> At one point. Yeah, it really was. We The uh, Lions did cover. The um, Lions did not oh, the Lions, the Lions covered. The Lions covered against the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, we they, they we had start, like, multiple we, trick plays as I as I predicted. We started out we started out good on in the after we were no, we were really good in the early afternoon games and then we just were striking out left and right in the uh four o'clocks. Uh so we were we were pretty concerned, but then we, we pulled through with uh with the Colts and with uh with crab legs last night so we we survived but uh, two nights ago yeah crab legs yeah I mean it's just you know it's getting it's getting harder each week because you have you know now you have the bye weeks to consider you have some injuries and now that there's a better feel for some of these teams the spreads are just kind of getting a little trickier whereas it seemed like the first three or four weeks like everything was like four and a half and lower so. So we're we're still alive here. So week eight, uh, number fifteen, Tommy six hundred baby. Uh, Tom Brady threw a six hundred touchdown pass last week to Mikey Evans. They are on the road playing the infamous Crab Legs Winston and the New Orleans Saints. We're rolling four and a half. We're giving. We're gonna just keep rolling the Buccaneers. They just seem to be in cruise control. The right Bucks now. to win by four and a half. I mean, they won by a million last week. And even though it's in division on the road, I mean, they just seem like they're a freight train right now. Yeah, so. it's uh, yeah, they just look to be firing. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna put them at fifteen. Our fourteen pick is gonna be the Chargers coming off bye week. They're at home. They're playing the Patriots, who have some traction, albeit against some of the the lower echelon teams uh, in the NFL. But yeah. we're gonna we're gonna take the Chargers. They're giving five and a half. Uh, we look for them to have a big offensive spurt this week, and uh, again, off the bye week home, uh, we just think home cooking's gonna gonna get them back on track. Yeah, and I will say, Drew, that um, New England, like you said, they, it feels like they have some traction, but they have three wins: two are against the Jets, and one is against Houston. Yeah, so like I said, I mean the yeah. uh, the lower echelon of teams in the NFL. Yeah, yep. so, so I feel good. This pick, we have we haven't really been able to pick this team well this year or that well, but. Uh, you know they're they're on they're on the up since uh since our second go for two episode we're taking your Pittsburgh Steelers in Cleveland they're getting three and a half what do you what do you what do you got on this one Jo Steelers coming off the bye they they owe the Browns some payback from the playoffs 
Uh, I'm looking for Cam Hayward in particular to have a big, big day. Um, he came to Mason Rudolph's defense what a year and a half ago now, when there was the all of the, all the shenanigans that went down. Um, he hates the Browns. The Browns are still banged up. Yeah, I think Chubb's gonna play. I don't know if Baker's playing. So I do think that the uh, the Browns offensive line comes out and kind of lays the groundwork to continue to run the ball well. Um, so I think I think um, Cam Hayward's gonna have to have a big big day, and uh, I think because of the running nature of it, I think it, the and the rivalry nature of it, I think it, the score remains close. So I'm gonna take the points. Uh, what was the was the first game close? This is the first time they played them. Oh, I thought. Oh, you mean the payback for the playoffs? The playoffs last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought. Oh, that's right. I thought Pittsburgh already. Oh no, Pittsburgh played Cincinnati. That was Correct. that was yeah. yeah. Okay, my bad. All these stupid C names. Um, all right, rolling, rolling. Uh, number twelve. We're taking the Bills. Another in division game with a big spread, which you know we've always talked kind of scares us. But thirteen home. and a half is the spread. Yeah, yeah, they're home. They're off the bye. Miami, like Tua, Tua started getting it together against the Falcons last week, but they seem to be in disarray. There's all the rumors swirling of Deshaun Watson. It, it just seems like a prime spot for Buffalo just to go back to to win him by twenty plus. Yep, exactly. Well said. Yeah, uh, number eleven. We're gonna we're gonna roll with the Rams, even though they broke my heart last week. You were you you called it. They uh, they they didn't cover. Um, uh, Fourteen and a half. They're giving the Houston Texans. Uh, Houston, they're losing by like an average of like nineteen points a game. Tyrod may come back. I don't know if Tyrod's coming back. <laughs> But you know, like, is I, he seriously saying Tayrod again? Yeah, it's a, yeah, they're two different people. They're two different people. Yeah, it's like Cl- Cl- Cliff and Chris Paul. Exactly. Um. So yeah, if Tyrod comes back, they might shorten the game and get some QB runs and keep it close, which is is the worry there. But we're gonna assume that even if he does come back, that he's gonna be rusty and dusty buns. So we'll we're gonna roll with uh, the Rams. Yeah. Fourteen yep. and a half is a lot, but it is a lot. And I, I think they want to get back to kicking ass after the the Lions kind of kept it close for a little yeah. bit last week. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, number ten, we're taking the fa- Falcons are in a little bit of a groove. They arguably should be over five hundred if they hadn't blown that Redskins game. But they've got they got they've strung a couple wins together now. Uh, they're home. They're playing Carolina, who just inexplicably got blown to shit out of them against the Giants, uh, 25 to three with basically half of the Giants offense on injured reserve. Uh, usually we would think a team would come back. We, we, we think a big comeback game, but Darnold looks absolutely t- Darnold got benched in the game on Sunday. Yeah. Still no CMC. I, you know, it was the one thing I worried about with the Panthers after the hot start when McCaffrey went down, when you got a guy that accounts for 65% of your offense, like how do you, yeah, how do you adjust to that? And they just they have not. So yeah, I mean, well said. It's just that this is a prime time where you pick against a team coming off a big win and for a team that's coming off a loss. But I can't because Car- like yeah. Carolina, like with with Dar- Darnold being benched, they are just in in panic mode right now. So yeah, I'm going and I mean, the, we 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 had high hopes for the defense, but I mean, again, they they just gave up twenty five to. Half a Giants team. Yeah, they they keep trading for all these cornerbacks, and they still can't stop anything. <laughs> um, 
that's number ten. Number nine, uh, we're ta- oh, we've 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 hit on every one of their games this year, so we're we're feeling pretty good. Uh, the Niners are going on a road against the Bears. Uh, they're giving three and a half. It may just be some recency bias for how absolutely atrocious the Bears looked last week against Tampa Bay, but uh, you know the the Niners got to start playing with some desperation. And I think that that defense will give Justin Fields some fit. So uh, I think the Niners pull this one out. They are atro- they are atrocious against the spread this year, but uh, I, I think they're going to turn this one around. Yeah, I agree. Number eight ski. This was this was. I thought this was going to be one where you and I would disagree, and I'd have to convince you. Uh, or no, sorry, you'd have to convince me. But uh, we're rolling with Minnesota. They're at home. They're getting two and a half. They're playing the red hot Dallas Cowboys coming off a bye. Uh, what did you? What, what? What? What made you lean Minnesota here? Is it just your, your like weird like love for this team? Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> they're 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 at home coming off the bye, and I mean it's Dalvin Cook after he's had some rest, and I am. I mean, I feel like every week I say Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook. I mean, if there's a, a bigger Dalvin Cook fan outside of Minnesota than me, then you just point him to me because I, w- I want to hug the guy or gal. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just uh, – the home dog getting two and a half points with, with an awesome running back, I'll take it. Yeah, I've come I've come to learn this about the 8-8 eight and eight Cowboys since I don't refer to them as the Dallas Cowboys. They're just 8-8 eight and eight Cowboys. Without fail, every year – they're gonna have one. They're gonna have one win against an awesome team when everybody is off their bandwagon. The coach's job is on the line, and then somehow they pull out this upset victory over a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees or something like that. And then without fail, there's a game where everyone's on the bandwagon, they're rolling, and then they have this hiccup that then gets all the questions going that then starts leading to the downslide. I don't think we'll see the steady downslide this year because I do think they're a good football team, but I think this is the game where everyone's Cowboys, 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 and uh, Kirk Cousins gets the last words. You like that? Nice. I like it. Uh, Number seven, we're going with Jacksonville. That's right. We are picking Jacksonville, we're taking four and a half points. Uh, they are on the road. They're going into Seattle. Listen, they still. I have a feeling Russ could show up out of nowhere and play this week, but it's still scheduled to be Geno Smith. The defense is just letting up tons of yards left and right. I, I think Jacksonville will control the clock enough to be able to cover for us. Yeah, I mean it's just a gut instinct. It all, it kind of makes no sense, but I, I it uh, it's a gut instinct that Jacksonville's going to run the ball and keep it close. Yeah. Uh number 6, we we went back and forth on this one a little bit. Uh the Jets are home. They're playing the Bengals coming off the Bengals are coming off just a absolute destruction of the Baltimore Ravens. That was another one last week. We've been we've been betting against the Ravens week after week saying they're really not that good. Finally, we decided we we had to stop that and then they made us look like clowns. Uh Yeah. It, it's 10 and a half. It's a lot of points on the road to be giving, but I I J, JO like the Jets here. I just I just can't pick the Jets. They just look they look like they're terrible. Uh the Bengals just dropped a 45 spot 
uh, in Baltimore against uh, you know against Lamar and that team. I just don't know how the Jets can score enough points to cover ten and a half. Yeah, I'm glad you talked me out of that. I just that's it. Like I just I, th- I think the Bengals every have, week. I'm yeah. like, well, I think the Jets can do enough to cover, and it's like they never do. It's you need like, you need to have more calls with Al and Nick each week so that you can break that that mindset. Yeah, I need that's like. That's like uh, someone who's has some kind of weird addiction. Like I got, like, <laughs> like I got to stop chewing the, chi- the the Tide Pods on the Jets. Like, yeah, and no, I mean, they're not going to cover. They, takes even if the defense was <laughs> was as good as some people might think it is. I just I can't see how they can score no. more than twenty, and the Bengals can easily just drop a thirty five spot without breaking a sweat. So yeah. uh, it's a lot of points, but we're going to roll with it. Number five. Uh, this is another one where we kind of went back and forth. No, eh, eh, we didn't debate too much on it, but uh, we're taking the Colts. They're at home. They're playing the Red Hot Titans. They're giving a point and a half. This is one where you like to kind of, you know, outthink Vegas. You know, you think Vegas once is begging you to take Tennessee, so you're going to take the Colts. My mindset was just the Colts are home. They already lost to Tennessee. They have to win. They got to be playing with desperation. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll with them. Yeah, we're going a little bit counter counterintuitive on this one. Yeah, and really the Col- and the Colts and their records should be a little more similar, if not for the bad hips of uh, the Colts kicker who blew a couple games for them. Yeah. So that they had in hand. So it may not be as crazy as you think. Kind of hearing us talk about it, but number four, we're taking the Packers. Uh, they're on the road. They're playing the only undefeated team left, the Arizona Cardinals. They're getting three and a half. Uh, half of Green Bay's offense is on the COVID list. Yeah. Why do you like Jo? Why do you like the Packers? I I, I kind of talked Drew into this one. Drew was on the fence. Um, I I don't know. Just for some reason, I just have in my head Thursday night, like Arizona's due for some kind of slip up because that's what they do. And I just in in my head, I am just convinced that the Packers are gonna have the ball in their hands, marching at the end of the game for either the tie or the win, and, and Aaron Rodgers is gonna do the, what he always does. Uh, and I, I don't know, I just that's it's just in my head that that's exactly what's happening. So that's why I said let's just go Green Bay. Yeah, and I, I did your the point that that swung me was they're not gonna go undefeated, and when you. Uh... When you look at their remaining schedule, if they're gonna have a blip, it's gonna be a Thursday. This you know, this Thursday night, a game. random Thursday. Against- Everybody's gonna be counting out Aaron Rodgers. This is the game he'll show up and tell everybody, "I'm still here. I still own you." And then in the playoffs, when he has home field, that's when he'll uh, yeah, he'll choke exactly. <laughs> uh, number three, <sighs> this is another one. This was just going with the odds. Uh, Giants, Chiefs in Kansas City. The Giants are getting nine and a half. Uh, we're taking the Giants. I think uh, our our buddy and co-host on the two for or in the uh, go for two. I got I got to come up with better numbers in these names of the, the shows. Um, he sent us a graphic that the the Chiefs are like oh are they like one two and fourteen or something like that against the spread in their last 16 games which we've actually gotten and i think we've gotten them all right uh that we've picked for them uh but it, they look terrible uh mahomes like everyone's gonna blame the defense mahomes has not looked good he he is he has looked incredibly inaccurate this year he's sloppy with the ball you know i don't know if it's just if it's fatigue if it's just you know three straight everyone talks about the super bowl runs 
um, that kind of make it tough. But the one thing I like about the NFL is, you know, they do have a strength of schedule based on how good you are the prior year. So maybe it's just three straight years of just playing, you know, tough schedules too that's getting to them a little bit. But we're going to take the Giants to cover. I think the Chiefs win the game, obviously, but I think it ends, you know, garbage time and that defense ends up being uh, being crazy. Oh, I'm not God. convinced. I'm not convinced the Giants don't don't have some kind of lead going deep into the game. I just whatever put it this way, whatever the prop bet is for Daniel Jones's rush yards, I'm taking the over. So uh, remind me to say I hate Russell Westbrook when we get to the NBA. Um yeah, I'm with you on that, bro. I love it. All, All right. right. Uh number 2. We're <laughs> we're going we've got two just terrible teams right now. Uh Denver Washington in Denver. Denver's given three and a half. We're taking the Broncos. Uh, whatever they stink. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do I want to take Washington to cover with with getting three and a half points on yeah, the road? Yeah, and like, you're. No, no. I, I I was leaning Washington, even though I ref, I've, I'm I'm quoted on this show. We should never be picking them, but you brought up a great point that Heineke was their leading rusher last week. So yeah, I'm uh, like I'm like I think it's a really bad sign when Heineke, who's not. <laughs> A running quarterback rushed for 90 yards last and week. And they had, like, three turnovers in the red zone last week, which was just awful. Yeah. So, yeah. so there are there are two pick. And number one, God, this is this is really the shit bowl Super Bowl. Uh, Eagles, Lions, it's in Detroit. Uh, the Lions are getting three and a half. I just said eventually, eventually Hurts is going to have this amazing game where everyone's like, he could be the guy. He could be the guy, Drew. You're going to be wrong on him. And I'm just going to be like, okay, we'll wait till, we'll wait till next week. Uh, and I think this is it only because it's playing the Lions. So, and we're just, we're throwing a one ski on it. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Talk too much. Yeah. I, I have no analysis on that game. Good. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. But we're still alive. It's all that matters. Yep, just got to beat one other person. So That's right. Nice. All right, so those are our picks. Hope you all enjoy those. Um, we're having fun picking them every every week. Uh, hopefully we make it all the way in and win that $1,100. So. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that's, when, that's when the podcast umbrella starts to unfold. <laughs> all right, so we're going to do a quick uh, NBA catch and shoot here. Uh, Drew, you said you wanted to discuss some NBA. Yeah, baby. And I was just talking about that before. Uh, the Lakers uh, were playing OKC tonight. They were up 26, uh, and then they blew that lead and lost. And uh, someone on the Thunder like dunked the ball with time running out, and Westbrook, after his 10 turnover game tonight, when everybody was raving about him because of last night, uh, he tried to get in a fight with him. Shouldn't be a tough guy. I hate, <laughs> I hate this dude. I really do. I just... Uh, for someone who I used to really like, really love watching play, I just I can't stand him. We were just joking before. I'm watching. I'm watching the uh, the Grizzlies Trailblazers right now, and Stephen Adams grabs a rebound, and I'm like, God, he must be so happy that like he actually gets to like box people out and then actually get the rebound and like get the stat. <laughs> like he doesn't have to like do all the work just to have like Russell Westbrook come <laughs> in and like take the rebound from him. He's like, Oh man, look, I, I I'm He's gonna, gonna run down the I'm gonna leave the smiling after finally. the rebound. And Drew's like, Look at him, he looks so happy out yeah. there. He's just, he's just he smiling. He's like, rebound. Oh my god, this is what this feels like to work hard and then actually get <laughs> is the this ball. This what Ben Wallace feels like. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I hate him. Oh. But let's do this. Let's do right, let's, let's let's do your catch, catch and shoot, shoot, baby. All right. Um Chicago 4-0 with Levine now has a, a a wrist injury. So 
number one, uh, oh, I guess, uh, was was this 4-0 real? And now that Levine is injured, like, wh- what to expect from them, dude? Like, are they, what's going on? Alex Caruso, baby, the GOAT. Have you watched any of their games? I have, yeah. I've watched I've watched a couple of their games. Uh listen, they're gonna they're 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 scoring a lot of points, which, you know, I think everybody everybody knew they'd be able to score the basketball. It's defensively where we've had some concerns. Uh but they've been doing okay. Like they're not terrible. But you know, their their wins so far, they beat the Grizzlies, who are a solid squad. Uh two wins against the Cavaliers. Oh no, wait, sorry. I'm uh I'm, <laughs> I'm lying. I'm looking at the preseason. Uh, Pistons, Pelicans, Pistons, Raptors. So not overly good teams, uh, but they're scoring a lot of points. Offensively, they all look like they're clicking. Nobody seems to be unhappy with their shots. DeRozan looks to be a good guy to be able to settle in while Levine, um, Levine does most of the offense. Big game tomorrow against the Knicks. The Knicks have been really good, so I think this is the first time they're going to be really tested against a team that can defend um, and can score the basketball pretty well. I, I will say, I, 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 this is why I just loved him in college. Man, Lonzo Ball is just – he's not like – he's not a point guard that is like Chris Paul or like right. LeBron right. that that runs the offense and sets guys up in that traditional sense. He just gets the ball, and man, he just pushes the pace, and he has such a feel for how to move the basketball up the floor. Like if you're a, like the wings on this team, man, when Lonzo gets the rebound, just run up the sides, man. He's gonna, he's just gonna throw you an outlet pass that's gonna be so perfect, and you're just gonna have a wide open layup. I, I just, I love watching this dude, man. Like again, he's never gonna lead the league in assists. He's never gonna be that traditional point guard. He just has such a feel for the game, dude. I love it. Nice. Um, okay. Uh, how about friggin' uh, the Miami Heat, dude? They started out whooping Milwaukee. Uh, then they inexplicably lose to the Tall Bears, uh, Indiana Pacers. <laughs> and then In overtime. They, they beat Orlando, and then they, they beat uh, uh, they Brooklyn, Brooklyn tonight. Brooklyn tonight. So that's that's 3-1. I mean, that's two dogs that they beat. So Yeah, and they've been scoring. And, and, and listen, uh, it's as easy as Tyler Hero – has been awesome. Wow. Uh, you know, that was my big question for them. What's that? I said, who knew other other than him, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe, maybe we were all crazy when he said he should be in that Luke and Trey Young discussion. Dude, he's been really good. And listen, he was terrible last year. So, you know, it, it seemed like maybe he was part of that bubble magic where, you know, when you're playing in an empty gym and there's no pressure from the fans uh, that you play really well. And that was kind of to me. My my whole thing with the Heat this year is where are they going to score points? Like I, I get it, they they had a really good off season. They're going to be a monster defensively, but eventually you got to score, you know. And uh, he's been bringing the offense off the bench. Um, you know, Lowry I think already missed a game for being nicked up, which is a little concerning. But you know, Jimmy's played well, Bam's played well, and uh, you know, Hero's really Hero's been the difference. Like if he's if he's going to score between at like 20, 25 points a night. They're going to be really tough to beat. Yeah, that, and that, yeah, he's averaging like twenty three a game or something like that. Um, okay, just keeping it quick here. Philly, you guys are what two and two, two and two. here? Yeah, two and two. Um, you beat uh, the Pelicans and OKC, and you lost to Brooklyn and the Knicks in close game. Well, it, well, Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn, 
was yeah. was five points, and then Knicks there was a bigger game, and then yeah. they closed at the thirteenth. Yeah, in Brooklyn they were winning the whole night, and then they just self imploded in the last three minutes. Like, what, what do you? Do. What's your feeling on the Phillies? Uh, or, I mean, I think Sixers, I, I mean, I I think they're gonna I think they're gonna tread water until they finally figure out what to do with Ben. Or I, I actually have a strong feeling he actually ends up playing for them this year, which is pretty crazy when you kind of think about where we were a week ago. Um, you know, it's going to last like last night you could point against the Knicks like the, they they outscored the Knicks in three of the four quarters. Uh, they just got absolutely ambushed in the second quarter when the Knicks could not miss from three. I f- feel like Kemba, I saw it was like Kemba in the Big East tournament just knocking down three after three in the game. Uh, and the Sixers just missed a ton of makeable threes in that quarter. And uh, and I said it too. Like and Joel, Joel played lazy. I, you know, I don't know if his knees hurt already, which is why you laugh when I say his prime's like four years. But like that's what it is when he's got lower. He's got lower like leg and foot like issues. Like that's that's kryptonite for a big man. Um, if he you know he was letting Mitchell. I was comparing him versus Mitchell Robinson last night to Fury Wilder. Like yeah, Mitchell Robinson's not a small guy, just like Deontay's not a small guy. But like. You know, Embiid was letting Mitchell Robinson basically push him all the way out to the three-point line, which you can't do when you're supposed to be a top-five player in the NBA. In the NBA, um, so I'm not worried about him. Like I said, I I think they're gonna be, I think they're gonna be fine here. Okay, uh, Golden State starting out four zero. I've I've tried to watch a couple of their games, but I keep falling asleep. What are they? What have you seen? What how do they look? Yeah, I've watched all but one of their games um, just because I still haven't gotten my league pass because I'm trying to trying to stay stay true to my word on that until the Simmons things resolve. But um, you know, Curry's I think the front runner for MVP right now. He's been absolutely first sensational. Week. He didn't play. He didn't have a good shooting night against the Lakers in the first game, but I mean he had a triple double um, and it was an effective triple double, so it mattered. Uh, Pool has been killing it. Um, you know he's picked up right where he left off last year, and honestly, and I, you know, I, I, we, we joke around about this guy because he kind of, you know, underwhelmed with his expectations. But yeah, you know, two-way wigs. Andrew Wiggins has played really well. He's playing consistently good basketball, and that's what they need from that position. You know, Draymond's going to be Draymond, and Steph's going to be Steph. Everybody else just needs to step up. So Pool, Damian, Pool, Damian Lee, and. Uh, I don't even know. Benjela, again, I, I'll never say oh, it on but, the podcast. Yeah, Balika, whatever. Uh, he's been he's been good. He's been solid. So, you know, the role players are, are actually contributing this year, whereas last year it just seemed like Steph had to score 50 for them to win. So they're the real deal, man. I'll tell you, Clay, 90, um, if 90% Clay comes back, that, that team, they're, they would be my favorites to go to the finals. Yeah, nice. Um, anything out in the West? Any, any, any what else in the West do you want to um, mention? Listen, the Jazz are three and zero. Which, if you listen to the the preview last week, I said they'd be the one seed. I still think they'll be the one seed. They're built for the regular season. They make threes. Gobert is the you know the Flarvar regular season defensive guru um, until the game until playoff time when he's trash. Um, but they're they're off to a good start. Three and zero. Uh, the La- I'm not I'm not gonna overreact to the Lakers. The defense is as atrocious as I thought it would be, hmm. and people that people think like it that like Trevor Ariza is going to fix that. I oh. I don't know why. And I loved I listen. I love Ariza. Like 09, 010 is probably my peak basketball fandom. Like when I've I've never been more into it. Um, and he was part of those Kobe teams. Like this Trevor Ariza people are thinking of is not the guy four years ago that he was. So like yeah. that defense is going to continue to be awful. 
uh, you know, you're going to be counting on Melo to drop 28 for you some nights. Uh, you know, I, I don't. Uh, West, the Westbrook thing, everyone went nuts about his triple-double last night against the Spurs. He had a huge turnover in the last 20 seconds of the game, and if the Spurs had a guy that could easily go get you a bucket, they lose that game too. So uh, I don't overreact. Everybody else is still kind of middling around. You know, it's it's early. Uh, the Trailblazers, though, they're dude, they're 1-2. Dame hasn't looked good, and they're playing the Grizzlies tonight. Again, this is why I tried to make the point last week, which after the show we found a better way to say it. I, I'd rather waste this year of Embiid's prime and hold on to Simmons so that the chance for the chance to get a star when they become available. And, you know, like Damian Lillard, you know, that's a time bomb in, in Portland. They start off like 4-12, and 12, you know. You never know what's going to happen. So that's gotcha. that's the one team I'm keeping my eye on out here in the West. Gotcha. Okay. Um, <clears throat> nice. Well, that's just as that's a nice quick uh, first week, first two week uh, action here on the NBA quick or the NBA catch and shoot. Yeah. But um, you know, the junk, the NBA junkie Drew will will keep. keep Actually, yeah. Shout out to uh, is it is it how we how we forget his first name? Duart, the Pacers rookie out of or, or out of uh, out of Baylor. Is it Chris Duart? I I don't know. I forget. Yeah, he was uh he was a sharpshooter for them last year. Yeah, that kid is that kid is good, man. He is playing really well. Like I and maybe it was just because of the talent that they had on that team last year. Chris Duarte, yeah. Like maybe because Mitchell held the ball. I thought he was just like a spot up three point shooter who had just like an awkward release. But man, he's playing really well for them this year. So shout out to him. He's my he's my front runner right now for rookie of the year. Uh just a snag ahead of um Mobley, who's played really well. Um, what was the girl's name in in uh, um, Silicon Valley that Jared went to? Guart. Uh, Guart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guart. That, that's what I think of when you say that. Chris Guart. Yeah. So shout out to my rookies. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, a couple more items in beer one before we move on. Uh, the NASCAR pit stop. Um, this is gonna be more like a couple minutes just because uh we are down to two races left we have the last race before the championship race four guys make the championship uh this past week was kansas kyle larson won which is his ninth rate uh, win of the year our 14th win of the year he led 130 laps that was his third win in a row as i wrote down here in my notes he's hotter than a fox in a forest fire right now uh, this week, though, we are in Martinsville. This the, In the spring, Martinsville was the race of the year. It was so good. It is a half-mile track. It is the shape of a paper clip. And it is flat, very flat banking. So there's a lot of rubbing, a lot of grinding. This will be one of Drew's favorite races. Yeah. Um, and this is... Uh, there's... Kyle Larson's in the championship... There's three guys that are in two, three, and four, and then there's guys that are five, six, seven, eight that are trying to get the, those last three spots. So the four guys who are currently in heading into Martinsville, Chase Elliott is 34 points to the good, Denny Hamlin's 32 points to the good, and Kyle Kyle Busch is one point to the good. And then the four guys on the outside looking in going into this race is Ryan Blaney's one point below Kyle Busch, Truex is three points below Kyle Busch. Keselowski is six points below Kyle Busch. And then Logano is 26 points below Kyle Busch. So um, a lot of these guys have a good track record here. 
Uh, our picks for this week are Truex at plus 400, Elliott at plus 650, Blaney at plus 700, and Keselowski at plus 900. Okay. La- last year, Chase Elliott, had, he had to win Martinsville to get into the championship, and he did. And then he had to go to Phoenix and win Phoenix to win the championship, and he did. And he did so in the Hooters car, Drew, if you remember. I do. Um, that's when they remember they had the Masters in the fall, and the name of that episode was like Hooters and Banana Banana Cuts or something like that, because that's when um, Patrick Reed had that big banana cut from the pine straw. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, but uh, so again, this is the the last cut before we get into the championship in Phoenix next week. I'm expecting fireworks this week. I honestly, I. I haven't looked at what time green flag is. It's probably three o'clock. And I, I just, as soon as the Steeler game over, I'm locking myself in the basement and I, I just can't wait to watch this race. It's going to be so good. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Um, on that you're note, gonna, we got, you're going to lock yourself in the basement and put the lotion on your skin. Yes. Nice. So that might play later, huh? Oh, spoiler. Um, so, all right, the parlay, are we ready for this? Yeah, we didn't get it last week. No, I, I, I'm done picking college. I, I was a wizard last year at college football, and I, I've been a dud this year in college football. So, um, Yeah, and for anybody, for everyone that listened to the pod last week, it, it was a monumental podcast because the the 100% pick'em guru, Tory White, got one wrong. Yeah. I, mean, I, I couldn't believe it. He called himself a god, so he's probably down to a demigod now. Yeah. So uh, the only one we got right was the uh, the over in the Bengals Ravens game, and the Bengals basically <laughs> the Bengals pretty much hit the over on their own by dropping yeah, forty four. Yeah, exactly. So that was pretty. Yeah. So that was yeah. That's about what it was. Yeah. Um. On that note, uh, Drew, do you have a game that you're looking at here? Why don't you go first? Okay. Um. I don't know why, and this. There's two things I'm looking at, but I, I I'm gonna say Falcons minus three here on this app uh, to beat the Panthers. Hmm. Okay, we're gonna roll yeah. with the Falcons. Um, I'm gonna go Chargers. Nice. I think they cover the five against the Patriots at home. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's that I like that. All right, cool. Yeah, I feel I I, I feel good about that. The uh, the oh. I don't know if the Patriots. Like, I don't know if the, how good, really good the Patriots' offense is. I wanted to take like, the, it's screaming over at forty nine. This is this is this is like the <laughs> this is like Buck Saints all over again. But I I have a feeling that's going to go under. But I just I I just don't uh, I don't know how good the Pats are offensively. Yeah, let's just take the Chargers. Yeah, like so let's it. take the Chargers taking the get given the five. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, finish beer one if you have any left. Yum. Okay. So let's assume positiones All right. for beer two. Ready? Three, two, one. Okay. Um, Drew, this is going to blow your mind. I have Rodenbach Classic. It's a Belgian oak-aged sour ale. Okay. So this is just a classic. Mia, you like Belgians, right? Yes, I do. I was like, wait, you're still on mute. Yeah, so this is this is only fi- <laughs> this is only five percent alcohol um, for a tall boy. Let me. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Belgian, Belgian sours, sours I love. Sours. So anyway, yeah, I was what gonna you... say there's several kind of Belgians too. So yeah, yeah. which kind of Belgian do you like? Um, I like triple. I like I don't know. I've, I, I I there's not many Belgian beers I don't like. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew, what are you drinking? I like Belgian waffles. They're underrated. It's true. They are. It is true. So. Uh, I'm just rocking a premiere here for beer too. I'm gonna take oh, nice, easy. little, little yeah. Rona. Yeah, you know, the mood's right. Okay, well, for, first order of business. I, I've been putting this off for a few weeks now. Sure have. Time to pay the piper, bro. Oh, where did it go? You I, shit I, on G, baby. You need to pay the price. All right, I, I got it. I got to sing this song. Let me pull it up here. Oh, here we oh, go. Uh, 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 uh. I'm terrible at this song. Ready? Here we go. Kill it. Kill it. For the ladies in the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these lyrical deuces in your bushes. You rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies. The back of the club, sipping. Moet is where you'll find me. The back of the club, macking. Hose my crew behind me. Uh, question asking, but one passing. You're blasting, but I just can't quit. Because one of these honeys, big, biggie got to creep with. Why not? Why blow up my spot? Cause we both got hot. Now check it. I got more Mac than Craig and in the bed. Believe me, sweetie, I got enough to feed the needy. No need to be greedy. I got mad friends with Benzes. See notes by the layers. True and players. Jump in the Rover and come over. Tell your friends, jump in the GS3. I got the chronic by the tree. Look when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. I love it when you call me Big Papa. So the honey's getting money playing like dummies. I love it when you call me Big Papa. You got a gun up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place. Cause I got some ladies tonight that should be having my baby. 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 Well done, sir. <sighs> be honest, have you ever been called Big Papa before? <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> you've called, wait, does this, this, uh, Papa Bear count? I, I, I was, I was going to say, me calling you, it doesn't count. Uh, then no. Then no. <laughs> oh, man. I wish if, if, we had, if we still had the video app, you could have seen me. I was doing uh, my, my hand side to side the whole time you were going. <laughs> oh, it was uh, lovely. It was lovely. G baby, God rest your soul. We would have been proud of you. R.I.P. All right. Well. R.I.P. We we have a, just a quick review here, um, and then before we have Mia come in for our um, crescendo of a top five. But um, Drew and I said, "Hey, you know what? This is out there on on Netflix. Let's watch this Undertaker. Oh, he's here." My Undertaker! I can feel him! That was my... Taker, baby. Yeah, so they had this movie, basically for kids, but about Undertaker's haunted mansion or whatever. And the new day goes to Undertaker's house. I don't know why they go to his house to steal the urn. 
<laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I felt pre- my the, the whole time it, it was it was an interactive, basically choose your own adventure type of movie, which yes. was kind of cool, I guess, right? Because I mean, I've never had a choose sure. your own adventure yeah, movie sure. before. I feel like this was definitely made for children, hardcore WWE fans, or just random people on edibles that are looking for something on Netflix to like get freaked out about. Yeah, exactly. That so, was that was that was the target. So basically, audience. you go and like the Undertaker just like has all these trap doors and things and keeps keeps like capturing the New Day guys and like yeah. they're trying to steal the urn and like get his powers. But then he keeps like trying to take their soul while eating a roast beef sandwich. Was that roast beef he was eating? Ah, uh, we we must have chose different. Oh, you didn't even go to that path. Yeah. Taker was like chowing down on some some roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> How is that even possible? I, it was a thing. He was eating a roast beef. <laughs> Co- Kofi got into his lair, and uh, Taker walks up behind him. I guess he was in the kitchen making a snack and a roast beef sandwich in his oh, hand. Oh my gosh! No, so I I I did a. Uh, I did a uh, stream of consciousness. Consciousness. So I clicked. Hit me with no- it, bro. I clicked on not scared. Then I clicked on follow the whispers, and then I put Taker is taking E's soul. Is am I watching Get Out? <laughs> and then uh, I clicked on keep the power vial in like that thing they tucked in his coat. And then I clicked to stay in the library. And then how about that crocodile that bit Kofi or whoever's <laughs> hand? Yeah. Oh my, like where? Oh my what is God. going on? The cro- how did how did the and then I'm like, oh, oh. and nonsense. then all of a sudden he he's okay. It's cool. Um, and then big big E all of a sudden was puking like antifreeze. Like how? Like what was that all about? And then oh, did you click on the thing where they had Isaac Yankum? Yes, uh, that was that was one of my notes. <laughs> Isaac Yankum, baby. Oh my gosh, Taker just had his his like his corpse there. there. Yeah. yeah. Like, look at the toe tag, Isaac Yankum. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And then I clicked on follow the fog, and then Taker snatched up somebody, and then Taker was like doing some kind of fog punches or something. I don't even remember that part. I don't know. As I'm looking through my notes, it, they honestly don't even make any sense. But like, that's <laughs> right in line. That's right in line with the show. Yeah, it was just like honestly. After so many times, I'm just like, okay, can this be over? Okay, is this over yet? Taker is not dead. Destroy the urn. <laughs> I like, okay, I, thank God it's over. Wait, a, wait a minute. I'm back. How did I get back? So, make this quit. And then it's like, okay, I, I officially quit. Yeah, my only. I mean, outside of again. It had a very specific target audience. Uh, my only complaint was that I felt like you had to pick your options too quickly because a couple of times it like ended up choosing it for me, and like I hadn't even got done reading the three of them. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was goofy as hell. The, and, and, unless I mean, if you have a seven to ten year old son that's really into wrestling, then go for it. Otherwise, don't worry about it. Yeah, my uh, my stream of consciousness was. Is he eating a roast beef sandwich? Uh, Isaac Yankum, Isaac Yankum, Isaac Yankum. Uh, why do I keep picking the paths where I just go on my own? I'm sure a psychiatrist would have a field day with me at this point. <laughs> and uh, my last one, T- Taker just needs to just go all in and just shave his head. <laughs> the, the, the ridiculousness of like the bleach black hair that doesn't even match anything anymore. It, it, like Taker, it's... 
he he had this one look where it was I wasn't watching at the time where he had like a mohawk kind of thing going on that I thought was pretty cool because it's like you still look scary as hell and like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going bald and can't grow it in these other places. I should have just stuck. I think our our uh, I don't think our nightcap recap guys like that look too much, but I dug it so much better than this whatever the hell is going on uh, with this thing where it's all straggly because it's so it's been bleached so many times at this point. Yeah, but that's I, all I, I got know. on this one. So yeah, it was it was a little bit of a waste. I uh, I immediately stopped it and just put on Squid Game back. It was like thirty five minutes. Like I like all in. It was probably yeah, it was like, like thirty minutes. Yeah, 30, it was yeah. so. Yeah, it wasn't a uh, probably thirty five by the time I clicked through and I was like trying to get it to stop, but it kept taking me back to the taker's front door. Yeah, but it was a fun uh, it was a fun little Halloween thing to do. Yeah, which made us think of scary halloween movies horror movies in our top five which made me want to invite mia back on to join in on this conversation mia do you have a top five or are we just gonna gonna bring you in for the crescendo crescendo? i mean i did make a top five nice but it's there we go yeah there's 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 a lot of things to get into about it though okay (laughs) so so it's it's pretty broad i mean it's we started out with horror we started out with horror movie oh yeah so Um, good yeah we 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 really expanded the topic and then we're like well it could just be like scary movies or it could just be like halloween movies so thrillers yeah if you if you if you if you google like the top like any google search with like top whatever pick a number like uh horror movies you get such a wide variety of of what comes up on those lists that it almost made it made sense to go ahead and throw it in there yeah yeah so it's it's pretty wide open without further ado uh let's get the guests uh number Uh, five five pick. pick So I went classic here and put Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mikey, Mikey Myers, did you uh, did you happen to watch the new one they just released? No, and I have to say I have not seen all of them. And even this one I haven't seen in quite a long time, which is making me want to watch it again. Um, but it's just one of those things like, it's it's scary and creepy and it it stays with you and i think the whole staying with you is a big theme in my top five because for me scary movies there's like a fine line between scary and corny yeah (laughs) and you know like some things from back in the day uh, at the time i thought were scary like the blair witch project or something but then like at a certain point you kind of just like it's not that scary and it's not a big deal anymore so uh, i think the ones that kind of like still creep me out to this day are like what i'm going with that's a good that's a good yeah, that's that's a guiding good light to and my and, and and myers was like the original slasher that like all right. a lot of horror movies kind of followed that pattern yeah, yeah. if i were you i recommend I'd, I'd rewatch halloween watch the one that came out like two years ago that Danny mcbride rebooted because it's like how it's like 30 40 years into um, into past the original story, and that was excellent. And then watch it. I haven't watched this new one that came out, but that's that's what I would do. I'd oh, skip cool. a lot. Yeah. I didn't watch those. Yeah. Like, like parts, like, like I, I think, think the, the second, second Halloween was good, but then like three through seven were just absolutely terrible. One of them wasn't even about Michael Myers. 
Is that like, right? Like, like like number four or something, or maybe uh, it was number three. The the Rob Zombie ones that he did in like the early two thousands were just like Not typical good. Rob Zombie. Like I yeah. couldn't even touch them. So yeah. me and my wife rewatched the first one in recent years, last couple of years, and I, I, probably the first time she had watched them, and the whole she was like, "Dang, that's that's like tense," and she was getting into it. She was like, "Wow, this is like pretty good," and I was like, "Yeah." yeah. So. Good pick. Uh, What's your five, bro? Oh, shit. Um, my five is um, Night of the Living Dead from back in the day. <laughs> yes. Um, the original... My over-under on zombie movies for you is three. So. Ooh, it's going to be close. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's it's the original zombie movie. This is another one that I watched with my wife, and she made me turn it off. She was like, that's too scary, it, and, which is weird because it's just black and white, and it's like all the zombies are super slow moving. But the whole thing in the graveyard to start out, they're coming for you, Barbara. <laughs> like, that's just so, like, it's a classic. I, I really enjoy that one. Nice. Drew? Uh, my number five. Hannibal Lecter, Silence of the Lambs. I was wondering if this would be on anyone's list. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, like when you... It's going to make an appearance later. <laughs> yeah, it's, yes, it's, a, yeah. it's more of a thriller. It's more of like, a thriller, yeah. yeah. And like I said, when you go like when you go through some of these top lists, like it's it's on a lot of them. So I was like, yeah, yeah. it's fair game. Um, yeah, yeah. I, he, I mean, Anthony Hopkins, I, I, I wanted to look up the rewards, uh, but I just didn't have time. But I mean, he is amazing in it. I mean, Jodie Foster's good, but like, He's absolutely terrifying, and like he doesn't even he doesn't even start getting into the killing until like yeah you know, an hour and ten minutes into it. Uh, and Buffalo uh, Buffalo Bill or Bob, I always I always get it mixed up because of the spoofs from Joe Dirt, where uh, there was a <laughs> Buffalo Bob or whatever. I mean, he's so freaky too. Like in that scene where he gets Clarice in the house and the lights are out, and he's got the see through or the night vision goggles. Like the movie's fucking terrifying, man. man so, so that's way up there on my list. Nice. I ate her liver with a nice, nice Chianti. Uh-huh. When, when five onions. <laughs> it, it puts its lotion on its skin again, again or, or it gets, gets the hose. Um, um, all right, Mia, all right, what's, Mia your four? what's your four? Um, my number four is, uh, you know, I tried to incorporate some recent ones. Um, it's Get Out. And Ooh. that one, again, is one that stayed with me. And honestly, there's two other... Uh, more recent ones of Jordan Peele's that I do want to see. I just haven't been able to yet. Um, Us is supposed only... to be really good. I have not yeah. seen it. Us and the one that just came out, Candyman. I'm the only scare movie fan in this house, so I have to be strategic about when I watch them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that one, it, it was it was so weird watching it as I saw it in theaters. And first of all, it was like you knew almost what was coming, but you didn't know exactly what was coming. And then the end just kind of, like, it ended, but it was still almost like it, you didn't have closure. And it yeah. just, like, sat, you just had to sit with it for a little bit. So, um, yeah, that one's on my list. Nice. Um, and then my number four here. Um, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead remake. Ooh, two down, one to go. Two, one to two go. zombie movies. I have to say, um, so if you've never seen this, if you it's it's freaking scary i don't care like walking dead the production value of walking dead blows it out of the water but when they made this movie it was the best production yeah, value. early early 2000s right 
Uh, yeah, it was the best production of a zombie movie to date, and like the cast was amazing. Ving Rhames, Mackay Pfeiffer, uh, Phil the guy Dunphy who plays Phil filming Dunphy. a porno. Yeah, there was a lot of lot of big actors and actresses in it, and um, they were fast moving zombies, and that was the first. I think that was actually the first zombie movie I watched in the earth, like probably like twenty years ago now, something like that. And I watched it by myself at like one or, or two a.m. in my parents' house. I, I think I was on at home from college or something, and I was just I was shaking with fear, and I <laughs> I had to pause it and watch the rest of it the next day because and so i i that's that's like what got me scared with zombies and got me into the zombie genre which i then binged a ton of stuff so anyway yeah what's i remember, your, what's your you, I remember, four, I remember you making me watch it in college it was yeah. terrifying so yeah uh my number four my outside of the joker my introduction to the jack nicholson the shining uh horrifying terrifying movie uh introduces you to the here's johnny that people are still using over and over again yeah. uh i've never read the book i probably should at this point it's probably embarrassing a man my age hasn't read it uh but it was a really good movie again J- jack is just menacing throughout it and I, you know i never i i started re-watching some scenes the other night and i wonder if there's a scene in there where he's knocking at the door with the axe and he goes little pig little pig let me in uh-huh. i was like i wonder if that i wonder if that's what kirkman used for for negan versus i always just assumed it was just from the three little pigs thing but i was like i bet you that's what he took it from um I doubt that. Th- those two weird twins. I, I today, yeah, The Shining is just one of those like old school like oh god, this is just terrifying. You realize that's from Johnny Carson's show though, right? What's that? Here, here's Johnny. Uh, th- it, that's not from The Shining. Oh boy. The, the Johnny Carson show. That's they, he's quoting it. Here's Johnny. Ah, uh, uh, sure. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Any hoodles. Uh, Any hoodles. All right, Mia, number three. Um, well, my number three was Silence of the Lambs, which Drew touched on oh, a lot nice. of it. But, like, it, okay, this is a weird description for me, but it's one where it creeps me out so bad. Like, that whole movie as a whole. But whenever it's on, I, I still watch it anyways. All oh, the yeah. Time. <laughs> like, I, you're watchable. It's like, but it's like I can't look away, even though I know I'm going to feel very creeped out when i'm watching it so like it's crazy that it's that good but also that creepy and scary yeah um that's a that's a good description uh and that's kind of i kind of thought the same thing when i of some of my omissions versus some of my inclusions like which ones do i keep watching yeah number three and i haven't watched this movie in a long time but the exorcist okay and mia to your point to this day, it's probably the most disturbed and scared I've ever been, and I I considered putting it at number one, but I didn't want to be like, just like a like a slouch and just put that on my number one like everyone else. But like, it is so freaking just skin like it makes your skin crawl, and like so evil. Um. Oh, the Exorcist! It's 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 crazy. Um, duh. anyway, uh, Drew, what's your number three? I feel I'm thinking my number one's not going to be on anyone's list. So I'm feeling I'm feeling good about taking the win this week. Um, my number three is Saw. 
Uh, Saw still Saw still freaks me the hell. The what the the movies that freak me the hell out are the ones that like could actually happen in real life. Like yeah, you have these like demonic yeah. like you know slasher guy like that you know whatever they're scary but let's be honest as as much as i'm terrified of freddy krueger i know like that's not going to happen but saw like you have this psycho who's like killing these people in these games thinking like he's actually morally good like that shit just freaks me out and that movie was nuts and like the fact that he was in there the whole time and i that's why I went, but that's that me. That's like I'm like like I'll watch Saw, even though everything about that movie just makes me so uncomfortable and like scares the shit out of me. But like if it's on, I'm like, well, shit, not Danny, Danny Glover's on there about to blow, yeah, you know, blow somebody up. So I gotta watch it now. Yeah, I've I, never I, I've never I, seen Saw. Oh my gosh, uh, no, it's terrifying. Yeah. I, I, I and I know that's why online. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I almost put it on mine, but. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, part of the Saw thing is just gruesome, beyond just scary, you know. Yeah. So. And the the other the other the the sequels definitely doubled down on like the yeah. gruesome parts yeah. and like the the mind screw wasn't in there, but like the first one is just like a total like mental I'm just gonna screw your head thing, dude. It's you should watch it. You'll like it. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've been meaning to, but like I uh, I just. I don't know. I'm just come on, Murtaugh. Murtaugh's in it. You gotta get there. You'll get you'll get there one day, but you don't have to rush to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, twenty years later, I'm still having. That's what I mean. At this point, like it's fine. All right. What's your number two, Mia? I mean, my top two have already been mentioned, but my second one's The Shining. It's just yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, just like. Drew mentioned just iconic things, iconic quotes and characters, and it, it's another one that's creepy, but you still watch it just because it's that good. Yeah, I mean, you guys bring up good ones like The Shining, um, and me, like you said, Halloween, and even Friday the Thirteenth, Child's Play. A lot of these, like I love, but like honestly, I haven't watched them in so long. Like I, yeah, I want to kind of forget about them. I know I didn't forget about them. It's just, it's just I, I didn't, I want, didn't to want to put things on my list where somebody would be like, "Oh, you love that movie? Don't you love this part?" And I don't remember. You're like, "Oh, that. wait, that happened." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's like Child's Play. I freaking love, but like, I don't remember. Like all, all I remember is the scene where the guy jumps on the grenade, like, and just freaking the doll just cracks me up. That this little doll is slashing everything. But like, I think that was like the th- wasn't that like the third one when that happened? Probably. I don't know. Like, the kid, I, yeah, I the kids like growing up in military school at that point. I think. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't even remember. Like, gotcha. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I want these. Everything that I've listed so far is like a rewatchable for me. Where like, if it's on TV now, I still put it on and I watch. Yeah. It. That, that's why, like, a lot of classics that I love, I, di- I didn't put on there just because it's been so long since I watched them. But anyway, my number two, I have Get Out, which we touched on. And Mia, to your point, you make a good point. Like at the end, you're just kind of like, it's, you said no closure, but at the same time, you're like, it ends and you're still on your pins and needles. And you're just like, what did I just watch? Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, the conclusion, but at the same time, yeah, like it's like, concluded, but you're still on your what? pins and needles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what, what did I, what just happened? Like that was absurd. Um, anyway, go ahead, Drew. Uh, number two, my number two is Mr. Myers and Halloween. Nice. Yeah. We talked about. It. I just the the scary thing for me is I think they that's like the one movie where they do such a great job of 
one minute he's there, the next minute he's not. Then you turn around and oh shit, he's right there. Like <laughs> they do such a good job. Like even like that's one where I I've seen it so many times, but I still forget like which like cutout is like he gonna be in. I'm just like ah oh, Jesus, and he just just doesn't stop, man. Dude just keeps coming and coming. He's like Navarrete. Oh, that's right. L L yeah, maybe we should call him L Mike. My <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'll have to think of the uh, the Spanish versions of those. Mia, what, what is there? What's the Spanish version of Michael? Miguel. 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 El Miguel Myers. Mierto. Oh man! All right, Mia, what's your number one? Okay, my number one is The Exorcist. Um, you know, this is not one that I will choose to watch over and over again because it's just. I wouldn't be able to sleep, I don't think, if I watched pure, it. Pure, like, pure evil. Yeah, I mean, it's just... You know how there's some scary movies where after you're just like, almost like, oh, that was fun to be scared. Like, no, that's not a thing for this. You're like, I feel terrible. I don't know what to think about life right now. And I never <laughs> want to experience anything like that. So that, for, for me, is just the ultimate... Yeah, I, 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 uh, like, yeah, because you're like, wait, this can you be, can you be possessed like that? Um, my number one, and I, I'll be surprised if anybody has this, but, um, I actually went with Scream, um, slasher movie from oh, the nineties. That was my, that was my honorable mention. I look, I'm, I'm sorry, I, the whole thing that start, and I went back and rewatched this, um, just to make sure. And, and the opening scene on the on the phone, still like I I rewatched it just tonight before the podcast, Jordan. And, and I was I was tense. I my muscle my shoulders and muscles were tense, just from watching, watching that five minute clip, the opening scene. Um, which I I did want to say hat tip to another one that's very similar that I loved, When a Stranger Calls, which came out in two thousand six. Because to me, like the ultimate line is the calls coming from inside the house, like, and that was when a stranger calls in 2006. But the, they did that whole cell phone gag in Scream as well, ten years prior, which was borrowing from when a stranger calls from the 70s. Um, anyway, the whole Scream thing and the way they're talking about. Well, in, in a in a horror movie, this would happen and that would happen. Like, ah, don't you love horror movies? Oh, I fr- and like, who is it? Who done it? Oh, it's actually a tandem. I I love like, that's nuts. That movie's nuts. It was such a rave in the '90s. Maybe it was just maybe I was just in the right time and place for it. And in the '90s is when I I was actually into horror movies and and that stuff. So, I go scream. Go ahead, Drew. It sounds like you have the same thing. Hello, Sydney. Ah, yeah. Scream, bro. I was gonna say. I think we should. This should be our last pod. We have the same number one, man. I, I, I didn't think anybody was gonna have it, man. Uh, yeah, it's been on. It's been on a lot lately, and they uh, obviously they're coming out. They're you know, it's not a reboot, but they're doing it twenty years after the original. Here in a couple, a couple of months, it's coming out. Dude, I mean, yeah, I think this is the first horror movie I ever saw in the movie. Theater. I think it came out in Christmas. Uh, back then, but like it, it, it doesn't scare me anymore, really, but. 
it, it, it's so rewatchable and it was terrifying to your point that first scene like the way they promoted the movie like you think drew barrymore is this major character and she dies in the very first scene and i mean yeah. she's hanging from a tree with her freaking intestines hanging out of her yeah. uh that's awesome uh stew who's played by size look like uh, yeah this, this oh December my god 20th release Drew, yeah just... the the fact that there was the two killers was nuts um i didn't see that coming at all no me the, it was i mean the i i i me and my buddies we bought one of those voice changers from radio shack <laughs> <laughs> and we would crank call people with it i mean that was awesome and uh like i said the guy that plays Stu, matthew lillard Probably one of the most hilarious performances. Like I was, I was watching it on AMC the other day, and I am dying at everything Stu is saying. He's just like, let's face it, Sydney, your mother was no Sharon Stone. And she, when she calls and she goes, "Well, Stu, Billy's got an alibi. What are you going to tell the cops?" Peer pressure, man. I'm far too sensitive for this stuff. <laughs> he throws the phone at him. And he goes, "You hit me with the phone, Dick." Ah, oh, dude. By far, it's my favorite. Uh, Halloween scary horror movie. I I could watch that a million times. And the Fonz is in it. I mean, yeah, one he's of the, the principal. One of the things I was gonna say about I think why it ultimately didn't make my list because I think over time because of scary movie, it's like softened the blow. It has, of yeah, scream I, yeah, <laughs> and made it less scary. So yeah, like I said, I yeah. I don't get a I don't you know because now like all the twists are there. Like I don't really get scared when I watch it, but it's just such a good movie. I'm just like, oh god, this is awesome. They did such yeah, a good and I job. like how they talk about like, oh well, this is what would happen. In yeah, it's like the movie. rules of like the scary the horror movie, and that's basically it's basically what these two high school kids just basically uh, you know plotted this like, recreating a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it being then him like him being them having set up. Uh, Cut weary and having killed her mom the year before, and Billy's mom was sleeping with, or Billy's dad was sleeping with her mom. It was just so well done. And, and yeah. then when he slept with her, and then he was the killer, it was like, as as like a teenager who, like, wasn't, you know, like it wasn't sexually whatever and all. You're that. like, like ha, huh, this is this is how this works, huh? No, it was just like that. Like hit that much more. I was just like. <gasps> <laughs> she slept with him and then he was the killer oh my god uh, we all go a little mad sometimes oh yeah. what a great scene skeet aldridge peak apex mountain for skeet aldridge definitely oh um yeah good stuff drew oh look, great look i'm, I'm pumped I, I i thought i was gonna be the only one with scream i was uh, we, i feel we, like you still might have our first thunder, duet we could these were good these were these were solid lists man all oh, right, so to close it out here, the real and the biggest reason why I wanted to, uh, I asked Mia to come on. I knew she would have a good list, number one, for this topic, but also in terms of Halloween slash, I guess, Christmas movies, but um, her all time favorite movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I got to say this I watched it in theaters when it came out, I did not get it. I never watched it again. I don't even remember what it's about. So Mia, yeah, I want. I just want to ask you questions. Like, okay. what is this? What happens in this movie? What is it about? Okay. Like, what's the plot? I don't even remember. I just remember thinking, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Okay. So I've obviously I'm gonna have a lot to say on this, but I'll try to be <laughs> go precise. do your thing. But time is yours. The general plot is Jack Skellington is the pumpkin king aka like the coolest dude in halloween town and you know 
Halloween is the biggest day of the year there. And literally the second Halloween ends, they start the countdown 364 days until next Halloween. So Jack is there. He's the coolest guy. Everyone loves him. And, you know, he's known as the scariest guy, but also he's just very popular. But Jack kind of, after Halloween ends, he's like, eh, yeah, I mean, same old, same old. Like, every Halloween's the same. Life is boring. You know, whatever. I'm kind of over just being beloved and everyone just, you know, fawning over me all the time as the Pumpkin King. So he sings, like, these very melancholy songs. And then he goes, like, walking through the woods, stumbles upon all these doors into all the other holiday land world so there's like easter thanksgiving saint patrick's day and then there's a christmas door and he goes he opens the door and essentially falls in and discovers christmas town and it's like imagine halloween town is very scary dark creepy christmas town is you know the opposite it's all these bright lights and cheery people and happiness and he's just walking around christmas town discovering what christmas is like why are people giving presents and what, why is there this man dressed in this red suit? So he thinks he has the idea of what Christmas is and tries to bring the concept back to the citizens of Halloween town. And they keep trying to put like a Halloween twist on everything. Like in the presents, there must be a creepy toy or like a scary thing. And they just don't get it. So his plot is that he will kidnap Santa Claus and Santa Claus will teach them how to have a proper Christmas. And so they kidnap Santa Claus. And then the villain of Halloween Town, like, intercepts the kidnapping of Santa Claus and holds him hostage. And then Jack has to save Santa Claus and ultimately save Christmas. And then realizes, like, Santa Claus is, you know, presides over Christmas for a reason. I preside over Halloween for a reason. I actually love what I do. He loves what he does. We all have our own strengths and we should, you know, keep doing that. And then he appreciates his life, even though he was sad. And then there's like a little love story weaved in there and all kinds of other creepy characters and weird, you know, citizens of Halloween town. But that's the overview. Okay. Uh, is it a claymation? Yeah. So it's, it's stop motion uh, animation. So it's, it is claymation and that's part of why took so long for them to make it so how long did it take for them to make it like over five years um what yeah it took them five years so there's like just of the jack skellington heads alone there was over 400 of them because like for each facial expression you know they have to make a new face so yeah and also I i should add this is all the story is based off of a poem that's written by Tim Burton. So a big uh, misconception is that Tim Burton directed this. So it's called Tim Burton's. He, did. he didn't, but it's called Tim Burton's Night Before Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. But it's because it's his concept and story. But he had to go do a little thing called Batman, and yes. so he was a little <laughs> bit busy um, down in like Burbank, and they were doing this up in San Francisco, is where they did all the filming for nightmare before christmas oh that's a fun fact yeah Um, who does who does the voice of jack skeleton okay so there's actually two people there's the guy who does the 
voice acting and then Danny Elfman actually does the singing himself. So Danny Elfman created all the music for it. And okay. what happened was um, <laughs> he, you know, he wrote the music and sang the songs and recorded it all. And then they got the voice actor and they had the voice actor do some of the songs. And Danny Elfman was like, no, we're just going to keep my voice. Like, this is better. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone agreed. And the guy, I mean, I don't know that the guy was a great singer, but um, yeah, everyone just agreed that Danny, El- like, he just felt so. Danny Elfman actually pretty much ended up writing a lot of the script. Well, he didn't do it. Okay, this is a long story, but... uh, Go ahead. Danny Elfman wrote all the music for it. Like, somebody, they tasked him with that. So, he just kind of went to town, and he developed the music with no script because the person who was supposed to do it uh, ultimately dropped out of the project. So, he was there, and he wrote all the music. So, he kind of decided what the story you know how it was all going to take shape and then his girlfriend at the time happened to be a um, you know like a screenwriter and so she was listening to him write all the songs and so based off of what she was listening to like she wrote all like the screenplay and the dialogue of the characters based off the music that he had written so he basically was the most influential person in the cre- you know, other than Tim Burton creating the concept and writing the poem, Danny Elfman was the one who basically created all of this stuff. And Sheesh. so he like felt very connected to the character and to the story. So he like really just wanted to maintain his voice as the like singing vocals of Jack. Wow. Uh, no wonder it took five years. Um, <laughs> I guess have you, uh, I know, I know you've been to Disneyland a time or two. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been there during like Halloween Christmas time when they do the Haunted Mansion up with the, uh, I, yeah, I just was there, um, like a month ago and I, for the first time rode the Haunted Mansion holiday and oh, nice. it was amazing. I just, it's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I did it, um, out in Cali. Yeah. Uh, it was the first, I didn't even, it. I didn't even know they did that. Yeah. They don't do it in, um, florida it's just in california oh you were out in california yeah oh sweet god <laughs> i envy your life even more now um yeah it was really cool i was one of the uh we did like the not so scary mickey party thing yep. and that was mm-hmm. like the coolest part of it so yeah, yeah. that was really cool yeah um, so actually a few years back in disney world um so drew you know this there's some characters you can meet who, like mickey mouse who's in a costume and he doesn't talk but yeah. then there's some characters like a princess you can meet and they'll talk to you. Well, oh, Jack, yeah. They're called face characters. So Jack Skellington is actually a face character. But he'll, the, literally the only time you can meet him is like you're saying at the Halloween party. So I, a few years ago, went to one of the Halloween parties and I met Jack Skellington. Um, oh, nice. And is it, it was played amazing. by the actor? Um, no. It's just a dude. I don't yeah, know. A, a yeah, Disney employee who's probably in college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the same voice then. Yeah. No, but he does I, the I'm voice. Out. He did the voice pretty well. Um, yeah, it's still uh, it, it's still my goal to eventually be there when they do like some animal festival, so I can get a picture with Darkwing Duck. He's my ultimate hero, and he's never oh, yeah, yeah. out doing anything. So, um, yeah, but it's really yeah, that's really cool when they uh, do that. So yeah, me and the uh, the princess from Brave, you know, we had a oh yeah, Merida. Mira, yeah, me and Mira had a kind of couple moments together, but that's neither here nor there. Um, 
And just the, the uh, it's not a sequel, I know, but like the the other movie that kind of had the same, they filmed it the same way, The Corpse Bride. That wasn't very good, right? Yeah, it's it's similar but different. Um, yeah, it's filmed the same way, but not uh, a similar storyline. Really. Yeah, yeah. I, it did it did not get good reviews from what I remember. No, but it's not that bad. I mean, you know, people at it's weird because a lot of people just look at the nightmare before christmas and they're like oh it's like weird like creepy like hot topic vibes kind of a thing (laughs) Um, that's good but i don't know like for me like this movie has a very personal like it's, it's very personal for me because of like jack skellington's character and how like i was saying how a lot of people just watch it for and and see the creepy parts and Jack is scary and then he, you know, ruins Christmas and then saves Christmas and that's it. But like, I love the like looking beyond that and seeing how Jack truly like evolves as a person and a character throughout it. And that's what really draws me to it is how I don't know. I feel like I can relate to Jack where sometimes you know you have all these great things and life is really good and somehow you just find a way your brain just tells you like oh it's not as good as you think and nobody really likes you the way you think you like them and then you just kind of try to go do something else but then you realize it's pretty good so I don't know I I I can relate to him and so that's why it's a it's it's like something that I really just it resonates well that that was my question was gonna be was like you know kind of what makes you love it so much you and you being it, it, not, not only not your not favorite, favorite like Halloween, Halloween horror movie, but just your favorite, favorite movie. movie. Like what? Yeah. Like, like and and you said basically it's just the character kind of not necessarily appreciating what he has, and then coming around and realizing how great he is. But like any other elaboration there? Like what's your favorite part in the movie, and like why? And um, well, there's two favorite parts, but the elaboration is this is like very deep and very personal and i've actually never shared this with anybody well, i say so you don't have, you don't have to bear all here on the two beers yeah. podcast but i mean it's fine like uh, <laughs> it's not a big deal but um like when i was going like i've i've been depressed in life and i've gone through depression and like when i was going through that like i just like jack just feels like even though he has so many good things going in life he kind of feels alone and like an outcast and like this there's a girl in there her name's sally and she's like admiring him afar from afar and trying to like tell him that you know you're awesome like yeah like, that's the scientist's daughter right yeah her yeah, assistant yeah. the yeah. well sally he's it's really his creation not his daughter. right 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 right, right. <laughs> okay yeah yeah uh but yeah like jack just really like doesn't see himself the way others do and jordan i know that's like always something you say about me so I don't know. There's like a lot more to it, but I'll just leave it at that. And but my two nice. favorite parts are, um, as one part like, oh gosh, how can I say a favorite part? Okay, the, I guess my ultimate favorite part, if I had to choose one, is after he, like, ruins Christmas essentially. So he's in Santa's sleigh, like basically he crashes out of the sky and he ends up in like this graveyard, which is obviously more of like his style and he's like the song is actually called jack's lament because he's realizing like 
I tried to go do all these other things and now I just ruined Christmas and then he just realizes who he is and like um and like you know they always call him the pumpkin king and like in that song he's he's like he says I jack the pumpkin king and he's like yeah that's right I am the pumpkin king and like just like really realizes who he is and like really owns that at that moment and then after that he's like all right, this is who I am and that's what I'm going to do. And like, I think that's my favorite part because it's like the true uh, turning point for his It's basically the part like like in Moana where she goes, I am Moana. Exactly. Yes. Bam. 100%. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is lovely. Thank you for sharing all that. I am not going to rewatch that movie, but I do appreciate it way more now than when I did when I was like, 11 and I watched it and I was like, I don't get it. Well, so. yeah, I mean, I don't know that an 11 year old is meant to get it other than like, look at all this weird stuff happening. And yeah, like, exactly. I was like, dude's what? like, like, why is it? Like, like, why are they giving him credit? He almost ruined Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he screwed it up in the first place. Can we go to the ground round and just get a pizza and I can just <laughs> be done with this day? <laughs> yep. Oh, what are you talking about, loser, man? Ground round. Oh. That guy. Anyway, all right. Well, um, good stuff. Uh, this will be an interesting to see who wins this list. Uh, I, I, I think we should just declare it a tie now and do a duet, if you ask me. But, uh, we certainly could. I, I'm love lift us up where we belong. I was gonna say, can you do summer nights from Greece? Summer love. As long as I can do Sandy D, I'm down. Perfect. That's all. Mad that. girl. That. Crazy Mad boy. Cutest can be. <laughs> oh, this, this is, is gonna be just electric. a preview, everyone. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. We're gonna, all right. Ra- ratings are going to be out the fucking wazoo next week. Totally. Mia, yeah. thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing. Good stuff. Great list. Uh, always appreciated to have have you on the pod. Uh, always appreciated all of your behind the scenes help and recommendations. So. Thank you yes. again. Consider this my official application for executive producer. All right. So, yeah. Well, like well, I said, after we win the guillotine and we're eleven hundred dollars to the richer, that's that's when we're really gonna branch out. So. Oh god, I can't wait. All right, Drew, man. As per usual, great talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud.